0: Welcome to the Everyday Church podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, uh, two small time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. And we welcome you to today's show. Well, welcome to episode two of our podcast. It's great to have you along. And I thought we could start, Jordan, by actually introducing you (laughs) as a person, because in reviewing the last podcast, we did not introduce you at all, other than that you were some young 22-year-old dude. Who somehow has become a pastor out at Malala United <laughs> Church? So, do you want to <laughs> introduce yourself?
1: My, my story will unravel as the podcasts go on. And I, I was petrified when you said that you were going to intro this one and introduce me. I didn't know how you were going to string me up. Uh, but yes, my, my name is Jordan Gorsey, and I'm one part of two of the Everyday Church podcast crew. Um, but yeah, we, we reviewed the last podcast and realised, no. Did not say my name once, not even as you were referencing me or talking to me. We just failed, and that just shows that we are not very good at doing we're podcasts, new, aren't we? Pretty raw. <laughs> Episode two, here we come. <laughs>
0: and, and that's what I kind of like about uh, you know when you're 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 doing small church ministry, uh, everyday church ministry. That you know a lot of it is just giving stuff a go. Yeah. And uh, and getting more professional as you go. So hopefully our our uh, our love for this and you know our professionalism in this will grow over time. <laughs> Can't guarantee it, but uh, grow oh. over time. But we we got an exciting episode, I think, for yeah. episode two. And uh, I've tentatively called a publicity, but mm. really it's about how do you get your church's name easily and consistently out. In the world, mm-hmm. um, because there are ways that churches have done it in the past, and there's ways that we can do it into the future. And uh, we've been we're involved with uh, churches that've been stuck in the past, and we've uh, been moving them into the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that is um, a really exciting thing to do. Mm. Traditionally, how churches have um, have advertised themselves out in the community. And that's where it was here when I came to Gawler, was they, they put an ad in the local paper, either the messenger or with the local paper, here's the bunyip. And so they put an ad there saying who's preaching and what time there is preaching, mm. um, which probably served them pretty well back in the 70s. Mm. But in today's culture, things are very different. And the other thing they have is they have a sign up the front. Now, I don't want to be critical of, of my church, but there was a couple of things lacking. First of all, the signs weren't up to date and, <laughs> and signs can look pretty tired pretty quickly. Yeah. And two, even in the advertisement and the paper, they didn't have a phone number or an address for the church <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, kind of helpful information. They <laughs> were actually get it down. Now, this is the key thing, Jordan. Mm. I'm going to say your name a lot just so people know yeah. who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to count. Um, this is the key thing, is that when you're doing any kind of publicity or advertising, you've got to do it for people who are not yet a part of your church. Yeah. You've got to come with that mindset. Mm. You've got to say, if someone gets an inspiration from the Holy Spirit and says, I want to go to church, and we've had that yeah, yeah uh, here, uh, that people just woke up and say, you know what? I, ha- I haven't been a part of a church for 30 years. Or, or I remember grandma... Uh, taking me to church when I was five and I kind of want to get back into it we've had that Mm. how do you help them connect with you because you don't have any relationship with them Mm. so that's the starting place Mm. I think when it comes to uh, all good advertising
1: yeah it's that tug-of-war of of we are inside the church and we have inside the church information Mm. things are implied because there is implied knowledge that you know things like meeting the church hall. Well, where, where is the church hall? What does the church hall even look like and how do you describe it? And then there's, of course, the general public who are not part of the church. And in reality, the, the publicity is for them. So we need to gear our pub, any kind of publicity to the people who don't know anything about the church yet, because those who are in the church are in the church. They get it. They get the notices on a Sunday at the service. They get the news sheet emailed to them. They get all this information that they need with the implied knowledge that they have. But when it goes outside the church, we have to be so careful to make sure it's geared to those who have no idea. And, and, you know, if you have someone waking up in the middle of the night saying, I need to go to church, you know, God prompts them. You want them to, to Google church and find yours That's right. and find absolutely everything they need to know down to where they should park. You know and how they should come in and, and all that and we're still learning that now how to to broaden our language of that because we the other month sat down and said actually we, we haven't told people where the park or where the car park is how stupid are we we haven't told people what to wear you know That's because because right. we don't care what they wear we're not one of those kind of churches but it seems to be the most common question asked when we invite someone to is, oh what do I wear do I wear That's a tie
0: we had, a, we had an email come through on our webpage, didn't we? Yeah, Say, yeah. I'd like to come to church. Do I need to know anyone? <laughs> that was amazing. Wow. Yeah. And what should we wear? Yeah, yeah. And, and so there was this understanding from this person yeah. that one, they needed a personal invitation to come. Wow, yeah. And if they didn't know anybody, would they be welcome? Yeah. And I don't know a church in Australia... It's... That doesn't have somewhere on them. We are a welcoming church. Yeah. Come along, yeah, you yeah. know, and 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 we think our job's done. Um, <laughs> and uh, and the big question is, what should I wear? Yeah, yeah. And you know, you say, well, clothes would be preferable, <laughs> but um, whatever really, you want, yeah, what, whatever you want, come as you would. Uh, go to the movies or, or
1: a barbecue or anything yeah
0: but what we've learnt from that isn't it that people come with all kind of preconceptions mm. um, maybe grandma maybe uncle or auntie mum or dad or something who've they've been to a funeral or something and they've got an idea of what church is and our job is to sort of in our publicity and in our advertising, remove as many of those barriers for someone outside coming in.
1: Yeah, I think we've got to be we have to actually answer their question before they ask it, um, because they've got all these weird and wacky uh, conceptions of what church is about, and they have. No, so there was that someone who woke up and said, "Yeah, I, am I allowed to come if I don't know anyone?" In their mind, thinking I have to know someone before I come. And you know, as people who, who love the church how scary is it to think there are people in, in our communities who have, are waiting for someone to invite them so we have to try to decode what they've encoded into the church so for instance I ran a uh, just a community barbecue mm. um, and the, the first month I ran it I wanted to run them every month and I ran it out at Malala and we, we had a flyer and it said just just come at, come at 5 o'clock um, for, the, for this barbecue um, and we got eight, nine, maybe ten people along. Um, And then someone came up to me and said, oh, what if we just made it really clear to them that they can come later than five? And I just sat back and thought, they're right. So the next month I said, come between five and seven and below it in big letters, pop in anytime. And we had quadruple the amount of people come and they came at different stages of the evening between 5 and 7. We had some come at the very end and say, hey, I knew I could come in. Is there any food left? And we said, yes, here, yeah, have some food. That's right. But it was a simple line that when they read it, they said, oh, cool. Because you think about it, setting a barbecue at 5 is all well and good or setting a service at 5 is all well and good. But what happens if they finish work at 5 and they're not home till quarter of the 6? Can they still come? We need to make that clear, yes or no. Because some people see, okay, the event is at five o'clock, it's 10 past five, I'm late, and I don't know anyone, so I better not come and be rude. Because they might think that the church folk would be offended. It's changing the language to decode what people think about church.
0: So whether you're doing old school or new school, Mm. how we communicate to the community is really important. And if we're not answering the questions that they're asking, Mm then we're wasting money and so for uh, this church here we we had a budget of i reckon over a thousand dollars to put advertising in the local paper Mm. and uh, and the council in their wisdom decided to remove that money from the local paper Mm. and put it invest it more into the online stuff that we're doing now i don't think it matters how big a church you are this stuff you can get right if you just put a little bit of time into yeah. it. Um, but let's talk about the online presence because really, uh, uh, unless you're over 60, mm. if you move into an area or you're looking, yeah. the first thing you're going to do is go online in some capacity or another.
1: Yeah, you're going you're to Google it. If you're a new family, a new person, and you are a churchgoer, you're going to Google church. And whatever comes up first is probably where you're going to go visit first, depending on your preference of church. But even if you're just searching for the first time and have no preference of church, the one that hits the top of the search engine, you're going to go try there first. And if they don't have the information, you're going to move to the next one down the list. So we want to, you want to be the church that is easily accessible and on there. And there's a few different methods of how you can achieve that as a church, some costing a little bit of money, some that are completely free and just take your time. So for instance, I don't think there's any real excuse for a church not to have a Facebook page. I I just don't. It's it's free? It is 100% free. You have so much freedom within the platform to make it the way you want it. You can design it, you can add as much as you want to it, and you can engage your community, community with it. I just don't think there's an excuse because that's a great start. If you want to engage anyone below the age of 50 down, they're on Facebook. They're, they're there. That's their platform. That's where they communicate with their friends and their family. We as a church need to be there. That's almost like the new marketplace of what you used to read about in so, Scripture.
0: And so what we've learned is it's it's about getting people to like your Facebook page. Yeah. And once you get people to like your Facebook page, anything you post will come up on your, their feed as a... Um, as a news item yeah, between their friends posts between their friends post and so the more likes you can get on your Facebook uh, church page the better you are and yeah. for us as a church we've actually started advertising mm. for people to like that page mm. and so around Christmas and Easter we'll spend a hundred bucks mm. on advertising and we'll get roughly about 50 likes per mm. per season yeah and so that, that enables us to grow a, an online community in which we can consistently post things out mm. to. And there are people on there that we have no
1: connection with whatsoever. Yeah. But, the, but they're tapped in. And you might think this whole idea of, of looking for like sounds a bit kiddish and, and, and to an extent it kind of is. But the power of clicking the like button means you're in. You're almost adding that person as a friend. And you think about it, you advertise in a paper, they only can read about it in the paper. They like your Facebook page. They could be on the train flicking through their newsfeed and all of a sudden there's the post for the evening service for Goal Uniting and oh, okay, it's there. They could be then on their computer f- trying to avoid doing work and bam, there's your post a- again. It's there and it's just, it's a free kind of platform to do that and and yes, there is a, you know, a section where you can pay some money and that post becomes a little bit more visible to people um, and there's some worth in that, but to start up, just go onto Facebook, start an account. It's 100% free. One of the big tips we have is make sure you set up a personal account for yourself, a person. So I have a Jordan Gorsey Facebook account, as do you, Barry, but yours is called Barry, not Jordan. That's right. Um, and, and then we've created a page. Don't create a person for your church, it doesn't look good. It, it, when you see it, people of my generation think, you're using Facebook wrong, you're not a person, you're, you're, you're an organization, you're a community, so please use Facebook right, and they will just disengage, it looks, it looks silly. But you need to go on there and, and start a page up. A page where people can like it, a page where you can put your logo, put up all the important information up there. Um, and that's just crucial, and if you need to look into how to do that, just Google it, just Google how to make a Facebook page, Facebook themselves have great video tutorials on how to do that. But even today, just get it done. It's not hard to set it up. Chuck your logo up. Chuck some some pictures of some people from your church up. And just start putting the, the general information. Every Friday, post about your Sunday service. Every Wednesday, post about how good the Sunday service was. Keep it simple. Keep it rolling. And just show people that the church is active online.
0: That's right. And the, the way that Facebook works, though, is that you've got to... Uh, post regularly for it to stay in people's feeds yeah yeah so if you only post once a month the likelihood Mm. of the people that have liked your page actually seeing it is Mm. quite small yeah yeah because it's how people interact with it is how often it will come up with Mm. and so every day for instance in Gula, we uh, post a scripture for the day it's a picture Mm. scripture it takes me all of five seconds to do um but it is just a mechanism in which we say we're we're here we want to invest in you we're going to give you a bit of scripture for the day and and to move forward Mm -hmm. so um so it's important that whatever you do you do well Mm -hmm. and but you do regularly Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and, and going back to episode one on energy we actually started doing these picture scriptures ourselves we actually made them with different apps and it took some significant, or well, it didn't take a lot of time, but it was extra steps. And there came a point where our energy to do that every day became a little bit less. So we use the YouVersion Bible app. If you don't have it, get it. Um, and they produce a daily picture scripture that they have no issue with you using. And so all we do now is we get the one that they make, save it and upload it to our Facebook page and to our Instagram page, which is just a substitute of Facebook really. Five seconds. Yeah. And and that is a a simple and easy and energy-efficient way to keep high-value content going up. And the fact that it's a picture and not just text we've seen through data is far more attractive to almost everyone on Facebook. Text you can scroll past, but a bright, colorful, robust image grabs people's attention. And we're doing it with very little energy being expended.
0: And and we get message by strange people through Facebook yeah yeah uh, we have people who have come to us and said we've seen you on Facebook and mm-hmm. how you interact with people on Facebook and so we reply very quickly to people yeah. who message on Facebook and that is actually shown on the Facebook page that we will respond almost immediately to any inquiry that comes yes yeah. and and that is important so if you don't have a smartphone, grab one, put the app on, yeah. and so it buzzes in your pocket when someone posts something on there and, uh, and you can respond to it mm, because yeah. we get quite a bit of traffic of yeah. people uh, asking questions because it is now the young person's game mm. that you need to be on there. Yeah. We're going to finish up on the Facebook and we'll move to web pages uh, right now but just before just so you're clear about advertising. The great thing about advertising is that it does generate extra likes, mm. but you can target the area that yeah, you want yeah. to do it in and the demographic of people that you want. And so when we ap- advertise uh, on Facebook we're advertising for likes for gola people only yeah and so they've got to say that they are uh, a resident of Gala uh, before it will come up on their feed mm. and and that's gold for us oh, it's that targeting that Facebook allows you to do mm. we've also been doing a bit of work on web pages Geordie you want to yeah about? Uh,
1: websites when they first came out were were hard work you needed to learn how to, to write code and I don't know about you, but I I can't write code. I'm not that smart. And unless you have someone gifted in your church, and particularly gifted in your church, to be able to design a website with code, then empower them and go for it. But uh, we looked at our website and said, we need to spruce this up. We initially started our website uh, with a a online software called Weebly, that's W-E-E-B-L-Y, and they, at a reasonable price allowed you to ha- use their online software which was a click and drag kind of thing. So you would click an element from a menu and put in perhaps maybe a map section and you'd add a map.
0: Not a, not a bad way to start yeah. if you're not really into web page design whatsoever. Yeah.
1: They give you the, the kind of the framework, you choose the colors. That's kind of how it works. And we produced a semi-decent website that did the job quite well. Um, But then we looked at there, we found limitations in the design. So you only have so many columns to add things to, you couldn't add the brand new features. And what we really wanted to do as a church was excel in our web presence online. We wanted to actually be a website that wowed people. Because I don't know whether you've realized, even sometimes just coffee shops have beautiful websites and all they're selling is coffee. And if you're not up to scratch with how they're designing their websites, your church will look outdated because of how it looks online. So it's really important that what you put online is a representation of who you are and how current you want to be in this day and age. Um, there's nothing worse, I think, in my perspective than seeing a church website that looks like it was made before the internet was even made. It looks old the colors are cream and it's lots of flowers and and we're looking at moving gif images that just want to make you close the close it straight away or make a joke about it Uh, I'm not trying to be mean but it's about taking the website that you designed 20 years ago and giving it a complete makeover so the way that we've done that now is we've moved to a software based um, program uh, that's based out of Adobe now, Adobe is a great um, a resource to have. It does cost money. We pay a yearly subscription that's about $300-ish.
0: $400-ish.
1: 400-ish dollars Obviously, you pay the bills and I don't. Um, but, and it gives you a whole encyclopedia, really, of different software. But the one that we primarily use for our website design is something called Adobe Muse. M-U-S-E. Um, and it is a click and drag, but you have far more freedom to do it. Now we're going to have to discuss it in another another episode later on on our journey about how to actually get your website from the design stage to the publishing stage with some tips and tricks. Um, if you haven't got a website, I recommend Weebly. Just go, just start there. Give it a bit of a whirl. See how you go. Um, and when you're looking to progress, hopefully we'll have an episode coming out soon where you can look at how to do that yeah we've almost
0: come to the end and I think we might have to do a whole another one on web pages because there's a lot of um, tricks uh, and uh, a lot of traps that churches fall into when it comes to their websites. Mm -hmm. now we we have uh, five churches six churches connected in with (laughs) uh, Gawler here and and all but one of them now has a website, but that wasn't always the, the, yeah. the case. And really, there's not a lot of excuse either not mm. to have a website. And so we need to um, just encourage you that if you have not yet got a web presence and you may be just doing newspaper presence, mm. that maybe you want to change your strategy. It does cost a little bit of money, but you can definitely just start on Facebook. Yeah, okay. So start there. It's not hard, it's free. Mm. Um, you, you don't need a great deal of computer literacy to do it. Mm. You just need to have the motivation. So I hope this has stimulated some thinking for you mm. on, on how you publicize your church. Mm. Uh, we'll probably do the next uh, episode on, on web yeah, uh, yeah. web pages um, just so that we can really help you get through. But I hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, thanks, Geordie, for all your wisdom that you bring. Thank you. And we'll see you again soon thanks for listening to the everyday church podcast where we seek to be a help to the everyday church our show notes can be found at openministries.net and you can also become interactive by liking the everyday church podcast facebook page
1: we trust that you've enjoyed today's show.